Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. news the owner of the famous bunny ranch brothel won the primary for the nevada state legislature yeah he won on his strong record of hiring women (laughs) (laughs) so did we make a decision he wants to come on the air We've had uh, Mr. Hoff well, on a number of times. He wants to go and speak into a microphone and yes. get broadcast and yes. get promoted. What? I, I, yeah, I'm trying to act like you know it's a get. Yeah, yeah, he will talk yeah. to anybody with the microphone anytime. See, that's the thing. We've had him on before, and it's been pretty entertaining. He is a very, uh, he's a very bright guy, and he's pretty wacky. And and he's now a candidate for what is he running for? Uh, the state assembly, I think, or the legislature. Nevada legislature and uh, and he beat the sitting Republican right so he's yeah. he's not just a wacky name on a list at this point no no he won he's like I say he's a very bright guy he's an interesting guy he's a big free market guy you know obviously he deals in a good that is frequently restricted by governments so I get his interest in that yeah 
So do you, what are you for talking to him or not? I, I'm not against it. I'm just kind of over the, oh, my God, he runs a whorehouse, and we're talking to him. I'm just kind of over that. <laughs> um, I don't I, But the more I thought about it the last night we were texting about it, the more I thought, yeah, what the heck? Let's see what he has to say. Let's see how he perceives he won the primary. Right. He's, he's a Trump guy. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Is that uh, Stephen on the line? Okay, beautiful. Thank you, fellas. So it's not doesn't come out till this afternoon. The IG report on the FBI investigation of Clint, the Clinton email thing, which is not as much about here's our chance to get Clinton. I think a lot of people, at least on the right, are hoping this uh, makes Comey look like a, a bad egg. Oh, right, yeah, and and there certainly seem to be some challenges at the Justice Department. And Stephen Nelson is covering it. He's the White House reporter for the Washington Examiner. Stephen, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Hey, first, a couple of basics. Uh, when do we expect this report to be out? Do we know a specific time? So I, I believe it's currently uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, okay. Previously, there was talk of 3 p.m. Eastern, so there might be a little bit of wiggle room there. All right, fine. Uh, I'll enjoy it during my lunch time. That's, that's, enough, that's enough on that. It's just a time of day. That's all I need to know. Uh, so what do we expect it to cover? Uh, so it's covering the Clinton email investigation, and obviously that is a big subject area. Um, where Who exactly uh, comes out looking really bad from this report, we don't know. We do know the inspector general is uh, typically um, – he typically is pretty aggressive when he looks at these matters and uh, rather nonpartisan in his approach. Uh, so it should be a pretty exciting report. Well, the the weird switcheroo on all of this is that uh, the, the Trump crowd, including Donald Trump himself, is saying that Comey had to be fired for the way he mishandled the Clinton email investigation. He shouldn't have announced reopening the investigation right before the election, which I agree with, by the way. But that helped Trump. So the Trump crowd is acting like they're mad that Comey did something that clearly helped Trump, which is kind of odd politically. Right. And I, I believe that the bigger focus of Rosenstein's letter, which was the premise for the firing, was uh, Comey, um, yeah, Comey's actions that... Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, it's it's something that is almost laughable for, for supporters of President Trump, you know, treating Hillary unfairly. That was not a way to treat Hillary Clinton, and we're upset about it. Yeah, what? I think it was a mistake to do it, but it, it clearly helped Trump and hurt Hillary. Certainly. I mean, it's, um, you know, a legal error, which everyone's, well, most people seem to agree. Comey, of course, said that there were extenuating circumstances that Loretta Lynch looked so biased that she couldn't credibly uh, deliver a conclusion. Uh, maybe that's a good point, but uh, a lot of lawyers uh, think that Comey still shouldn't have done what he did. Uh, it, it was, you know, rather amusing for Trump to say that that was uh, the, the basis. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Is there any chance Loretta Lynch comes in for a kicking? I've never been a very big fan of hers. You know, that that certainly is possible. Of course, she had the famous tarmac meeting with President uh, Bill Clinton while while uh, the uh, Clinton email probe was ongoing. Uh, it, it, it seems quite pos- possible that the Justice Department Inspector General would have something to say about that. Um, we really don't know who comes out looking the worst, though, yet. Uh, okay. This is something we're going to find out very soon. Well, would it just be comments like you shouldn't have done that, or is anybody any, in any legal trouble? Um, uh, Comey may have violated FBI protocol, but is that a legal problem? Uh, you know, it, it could be. Uh, there's uh, 
the public debate, of course, about his memos, which came after the Clinton email investigation, you know, when he was speaking with President Trump after he took office. Um, there's questions about whether those are classified. I mean, I don't know if that matter is actually going to be covered in uh, this IG report, uh, but it's certainly possible that there could be legal trouble for certain people who were involved in the investigation. Of course, Andrew McCabe was fired earlier this year as a result of an inspector general report from the same office. Uh, regarding his uh, alleged lies to the FBI and Comey uh, regarding his decision to authorize a leak uh, during the email investigation. So certainly there's potential legal jeopardy uh, coming out of this for certain people. Stephen Nelson, White House reporter for the Washington Examiner. We all look forward to uh, hearing that report. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. All right. And if you can uh, follow the narrative of this sordid tale, the, way, the reason the tr- Trump crowd now it has to pretend to be mad that Comey reopened the Hillary Clinton email investigation, which helped Trump and hurt Hillary, is that it makes him look like a guy you can't trust. Right. you got to portray him as a villain at every turn. And, and, and his word is key to the whole Russian investigation. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to undermine his credibility, even when he did things that are d- demonstrably helpful to you, uh, which is fine. Uh, the IG is independent and, uh, and, and highly thought of. Uh, and and the idea that we have an occasional serious house cleaning at an agency that is authorized to carry guns around, sometimes onto the dance floor, as it turns <laughs> out, um, and and shoot people and investigate people and and send them to jail. The rest of it, that's good. It's healthy. That's great. I'm glad it's happening. I'll be interested to see again who gets the uh, the most uh, serious kickins. Is there any stuff since it's about the Clinton email investigation? Is there any is is there any chance the the IG says she should have been charged? What is this whole? You just you just laid out all of the signs of a crime and then said it's not a crime. Yeah, well, we could have uh, asked Stephen that because he wrote a piece for the Examiner on that very topic today. Uh, it's getting another look as part of this. Uh, IG report, because you, you can't do a thorough, months-long IG report on the handling of the investigation without, you know, looking at the investigation. Right. Um, uh, Sloppy workers, leakers, whistleblowers, and spies face a variety of criminal charges for mishandling classified uh, records. Uh, but remember, Comey just changed the words. He used euphemisms for the words that are in the law. I don't remember the specific words, but, you know, reckless and careless as opposed to negligent and uh, messy. The, the words all mean the same thing. Uh, but if you say it was reckless, it's against the law. If you say it's careless, it's not. It's that sort of thing. And it's just, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the IG is going to determine on that. Yeah, well, best as I can uh, determine from scanning this article as fast as I possibly can, uh, the odds that Hillary's in trouble are extremely well, slim. I would guess. I would yeah, guess. that's a, it's, it's kind of a point, silly question. And at this point, what's the point? As, as you always say, she's 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 a sad old woman who lives alone in upstate New York. Right. I mean, what are you right. trying to do to what? her? She occasionally does speaking gigs in front of fawning acolytes who hang on her every word, thereby postponing the moment when she and her evil are swept into the ash can of history. So I think she ought to go around speaking as long as possible to avoid, you know, the, the Democrats getting a new spokesperson, her husband's, a new uh, central focus. Her husband's traveling around, spending what little capital they have left 
until they just absolutely have nobody who's uh, willing to support them on any level. Well, Bill Clinton seems to be on some sort of Pokemon-style hunt for the shreds of his legacy that remain and taking a crap on them when he finds them. Yes, so, yes, This yes. book tour, can't he couldn't have planned a thought ahead of time. I know, I'll write a, a mystery thriller. I like mysteries. <laughs> with uh, James Patterson, <laughs> right. and he goes around, and at every turn, he comes up with a worse answer for the Monica Lewinsky thing that makes him look more like a pig than he ever did before. <laughs> Listen up. <clears throat> I'm against rape. Everybody's against rape. I've, I've raped a few. We've all raped somebody, but let's uh, let's rape less. I think we can all agree on that. <sighs> Again, keep talking. Keep doing your gigs. What's Hillary getting for a speaking engagement these days? A twenty to forty people. I spoke for, uh, <laughs> and a foot rub. I, I spoke for a, an organization not too long ago. Went swimmingly. You know what I made for it? Nothing. They gave me a bottle of wine, which was nice. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> they figured out you're the kind of guy they can pay in booze. Yeah. Once they <laughs> figure that out, they True got that. you. True that. <laughs> I'll speak to your organization for a hundred grand. Who's in? <laughs> Just drop us an email. We'll uh, we'll probably clear our schedule for that. And then what do you talk about when you get there? How about those Warriors, huh? There's something. <laughs> They're really good. Any questions? <laughs> now Q&A. How about that Trump? He's crazy, huh? <laughs> does all sorts of stuff. Some of it good, some of it bad. Now Q&A. <laughs> he does some wacky things. How about that hair, huh? <laughs> oh, Stormy Daniels' lawyer... And the Mooch are getting together to have their own show, which means something. And Jimmy, the longtime fag, friend of Armstrong and Getty, with some harsh criticism that I think is absolutely correct. Okay. Jimmy, you're going to get your due, bro. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You've got mail. What? Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. This song just the other day for my kids. They can't believe this is what rock and roll used to be. Shocking to them. DJ Fontana playing the drums. He just passed at age 87. He's uh, Elvis's original drummer and played with him for years and years. Cool. Like this song. Goes a little soft on prison culture for my taste. Well, and it's not clear to me exactly the genders of the folks involved in this uh, jamboree. <laughs> Is this an early example of homoerotic rock? I want to talk about this one right here. Who's who's keeping who company here? Is this a co-ed prison? I think it's a song about prison rape, Joe. Oh, that's jaunty. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow had her third Goop Summit. Oh, yes, I want to hear everything. I want to talk a little more about that. Uh, We've mocked it in the past, and uh, we will mock it today. So... Here's one of the things Congress and your cable news and your radio news, and nobody's going to be talking about your health care costs are about to jump. Really? Uh, yeah, there's going to be a huge increase, and, and Obamacare is just failing, and it's awful, and health care couldn't be more screwed up, but nobody cares, except That's, everybody who's paying the bills. I was at the doctor's office yesterday and doing something. Um I'm always worried about telling stories from the doctor's office because they're really nice people and I like them. And I'm afraid if I tell a story that uh, they'll get in trouble. Eh, I'll leave it out because, you know. Okay. 
Sometimes jaunty witticisms among friends are misinterpreted by people who are very serious about things. Sure, yeah. Um, But but anyway, I had to uh, fill out a um, uh, consent form for something. And doctor mentions to me that, you know, this wouldn't hold up if anything happened, but we have to sign it. I thought, yeah, yeah this is this is what life is. Yeah, a bunch of people signing papers that they know don't mean anything. It's just, it's just the way the world works now, which is crazy. So they end up carving on you? Or? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And a number of things chopped off me. You know why? Because I'm blue-eyed and I've spent a lot of time in the sun. That's, that's why you did so well with the girls. You get a straight nose and blue eyes. How much less sun... Do my kids get than I did? Oh, my Unprotected. God. It's a completely yeah, no different world. Yeah, I think it's probably a step forward. My son got his first sunburn the other day because I uh, uh, slathered him with stuff, and he had a life vest on. And then he took the life vest off, and I wasn't paying attention. Oh. And his back got sunburned. Right. I'd call it mild by my life standard sunburn. And mm-hmm. we were just like going crazy over the fact that he had his first ever any kind of sunburn. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that was just a life day in the life of kids when I was a kid. Yeah, which is why we've all got, you know, skin cancer and things were getting sawed off of us. Yeah, well, you promised us Frankenstein scar. I'm not seeing any Frankenstein. I do. It's up here. I'm right here. I got one. I got one. Yeah. Uh, So Jimmy, the longtime fag, writes, uh, Jack and Joe, what exactly will it take for you guys to acknowledge the gross amounts of power abuse of Scott Pruitt uh, that he's been doing at the EPA? Yeah, I've read read several of the articles about this, and he is full on... Um, uh, kind of thing I don't like. Yeah. Well, let me finish Tommy's note here. If this had happened under Obama, I know Joe would have been whining about this many months ago. But for some reason, you guys are silent in the face of this blatant corruption. I mean, I know Joe doesn't give two S's about anything environmental, but for real? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, I'll finish. This is textbook government corruption and something Joe normally breaks into long-winded rants about without prompt. All right, first of all, you have overreached. The idea that I don't give two S's about anything environmental That's is me. just false. That's me. I That's don't Jack. Give, I don't give two S's. I do. I give two and a half S's. I give it two and a half S's. <laughs> uh, I, I care about that a great deal. I also think the EPA has been a, a grossly, grossly extra-constitutionally overreaching monster for the eight years of the Obama administration. I think they needed some some real reining in. I thought Scott Pruitt was doing a pretty good job of that. And so when but they get that guy, you're willing to overlook his uh, transgressions? Would somebody let me finish a sentence around here? Well, then, then, then your thoughts would come out. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but this guy does seem to be your classic grubby, grabby political oh, guy. unbelievable. I did bring the story... A while back, the New York Times dug up the way he uh, purchased his house way back in Oklahoma. I mean, he's been doing this his whole life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me give you a list of his sins ranked by the Washington Post, the liberal Washington Post. You got to admit, though, a lot of people's glee in bringing him down is because they're up with the EPA regulating everything, and this right. guy's trying to stop it. And having uh, uns- uh, unstoppable, unlimited powers. That's, yeah. that's where it gets complicated. You have... People on both sides being disingenuous. Because so many people do this in Washington, D.C. You pick and choose the oh ones God, you get yeah. mad about. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> well, right. Uh, I was talking to Little D. She goes to school in the D.C. area. My my youngest child, she's 18 years old. She just finished her freshman year. And uh, she was talking about, you know, uh, campus housing and off-campus housing and blah, blah, blah. And the challenge of it is that it is so mind-bogglingly expensive there in D.C. Unless you're Scott Pruitt, as it turns out. But anyway, um. Because there is so much wealth being made off of government policy, 
in D.C., it, it's, well, it's like living in San Francisco. You can't buy a house because everybody's so freaking rich. What's manufactured in D.C., huh? Government policy, and it's making everybody rich. So the idea that Scott Pruitt is is a, a uniquely bad apple is just not right. On the other hand, Tommy's right. I would be more enthusiastic if he'd been doing what he was doing under Obama because I strongly disagree with Obama's policies more than Trump. That is true, and sure. this Tommy person would be less enthusiastic if they were into giant expansion of EPA regulations. Right, right. We're but, both wrong. So here are his uh, sins. Because they are worth running down, partly because some of them are so stupid and grubby. Uh, he really tried to get a Chick-fil-A franchise for his wife. Apparently, uh, using his weight as the head of the EPA to get an interview and a form and, and whatever for a Chick-fil-A franchise. I'm not against that because I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, number two, the, it's 50- the pickle, man, the pickle on the sandwich. It's the everything. I might go there today. It's the pickle, it's the chicken, it's the breading, it's the bread, the buns are good. It's, it's the, the Christianity. It's the great service there. Mm-hmm. They're so nice to you. It's the belief in Jesus. Makes there the sandwich go. taste better. That's right. Keep f***ing <laughs> that chicken. Will do. The $50 per night condo. He enjoyed one of the sweetest housing arrangements in Washington, a condo on Capitol Hill that rented for the far below market rate of $50 per night, uh, paying only when he was in town. The condo belonged to the wife of a lobbyist whose firm represents energy companies with interest in EPA decisions. Pretty swampy. Number three, the persistent job hunt for his uh, wife, Marlon. Marlon. <laughs> it's M-A-R-L-Y-N. Or is that a, uh, yeah, that's all right. What is that? It's not Marilyn. Hmm. Marlon? It's a big fish. You can't name a little girl after a big freaking game fish. You're going to run out of time for his transgressions. What are you going to name your son swordfish or tuna? <laughs> okay, uh, so he's uh, he's hitting up everybody for a job for his wife. He loves his wife. How can I be upset about that? Uh, the raises. Uh, his two top aides received hefty raises, even though the White House had rejected those raises. The EPA used an obscure provision in the Safe Drinking Water Act to hand them out anyway. I did not know about the pay raise, Pruitt told Fox News, but three administration officials told the Washington Post that Pruitt endorsed the races. The raises, not the races. How about him and his wife flying around first class all over the world for things barely related, if at all, to EPA duties? That's Well, there's water where they went and air, yeah. so it's, it's related. His $43,000 soundproof phone booth that's uh, more paranoia than anything. Yeah. And there's more. Yeah. He is the swamp. Yeah. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, President Trump on why North Korea will get rid of its nukes. More for that Brett Bear interview. How California voters managed to spike the state's crime rate and how the food you eat at work is killing you. Those are all good. Wow. I'll, I'll stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I guess I offended our friend Marlon, the Hoover Institution. But that's Marlon, not Marlin. Was 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 she? Was her dad's name Marlon? And he wanted to name. He wished he had a boy. One of those uh, unfortunate the way situations. George Foreman named his daughter Georgina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Roseanne Barr is explaining her uh, tweets and maybe doing more harm than good. I don't know. She ended the uh, TV season with the number one show in America, and it got canceled. Because she's a crazy person. Yeah, uh, she's she's more of a... I don't think she's racist at all. No, I don't think she I is I think either. she's an idiot. Yeah. 
Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's briefed Japanese and South Korean leaders on President Trump's summit with Kim Jong-un. He's now in Beijing to do the same with China. We appreciate all China did to help uh, put us in the place where that summit could uh, could happen. And we thank you for that. There's still more work to be done by China and by the United States to get to the ultimate outcome. Man, Man I wish I was still China. in college. We were talking about college yeah. during the break, having just visited my little one. But... Uh, this is such a great, fascinating, multi-level, multi-faceted series of negotiations between superpowers and a rogue state and who's trying to play who and who wants what and how are they going to get right. it. I mean, this is this is an all-timer. During his interview with Fox News' Brett Baer before leaving the Singapore summit, the president said he is very confident Kim will get rid of his nukes thanks to his leaning on North Korea. Making moves that Trump thinks should have been carried out a long time ago. Bear asking Trump. Why do you think Kim raced to complete his nuclear program and then decided to give it up? I think psychologically he felt it was important, and I understand that. But again, this should not have been happening now. This should have happened years ago. And, and I'm not blaming President Obama. I'm saying during Obama, during Bush, during Clinton, this should have happened. Should have happened before he got the nuke. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, well, yeah, Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah. You know, it seems to me that if, if little fat Kim has stuff he wants, and he absolutely has stuff he wants, having a viable nuclear program is a gigantic chit to trade. I mean, what, obviously. What did you just say? Chit. Okay. Um, and if you have a chit shaped like a bull, of course, that would be referred to as a bull chit. So, where was I? <laughs> look at all, look at all you people. <laughs> look at all. Listen, look at all you. What is what is it with you? I don't people? know where Relax. you are, but you're going to be in a meeting after the show. <laughs> I just wet my pants. <laughs> Michael wet his pants. I don't uh, even remember what I was driving at. Oh, so that's the reason he did it. And, it, you know, I was thinking about it. Trump's just absolutely laughable statement that you sleep well because the North Korean nuclear crisis is over. Right. It's just that's indefensible. I think it was a clumsy attempt at a presumptive close. When the salesperson says, when would you like to take delivery of the car? Before you've said you want to buy it. Because weak-minded people will not want to fight back. And so I just think Trump was trying to make a, a presumptive close. And, and, and make it seem to Kim? As though, well, it's over. The, the option of ever bombing anybody right. is obviously never going to happen. So. That's kind of the way I took it, too. That's what salespeople do. It's silly, but I think that's what he was doing. Well, with the success, as he sees it, uh, with North Korea, Trump is very confident about how the midterms are going to turn out, saying he believes the Republican Party is in very, very good position right now. I think the economy is so good. I think the tax cuts have been incredible, far greater than even I thought they'd be. Uh, the regulation cuts have been great. I mean, I've done more in 500 days than any president has ever done in their first 500 days. All right. California researchers are linking a voter-backed reduction in criminal penalties for drug and property crimes in 2014 to a jump in car burglaries, shoplifting, and other theft. Gee, do you think? The Public Policy Institute of California reports that larcenies increased nearly 10% by 2016 
thefts from motor vehicles accounted for about three-quarters of the increase. San Francisco recorded more than 30,000 auto burglaries last year. That's incredible. So the soft-headed unicorn-riding saps of California decriminalized a bunch of crimes, and then they got a bunch more of it. Yep. And now people are acting surprised. Yep. They've damaged the quality of life. They've encouraged criminals and criminality. You ever been a victim of crime? It sucks yeah. bad. It's yes. not a joke. It does. It takes a just, lot of your time, and it may uh, change the way you look at the world forever. Right? And the, the naivete, the, 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 the utopianism of some of the thinking in, in the, this fabulous uh, golden state of California just astounds me. How, how can you be surprised by that result? Why did you have to have research and then <laughs> much ballyhooed headlines that... Oh, yeah, it turns out Prop uh, 47 is linked to an increase in auto thefts and break-ins and crimes and burglaries and the rest of it. I'll be damned. All in an effort to try and, I guess, uh, lessen the prison population. Yeah, and any cop, any ask a retailer whether thieves are familiar with the change in law. That makes any non-violent theft less than nine hundred and fifty bucks a misdemeanor. Oh, listen, Mister and Mrs. Honest American, I will tell you this: you could commit misdemeanors all day long today and call the cops on yourself and wouldn't suffer many consequences. Or we're just—we have too many serious scumbags in the world to worry about misdemeanors. You're not going to go to jail. You might get a little fine. I don't but. understand the crowd that worries about how many people we have in jail. I do not care. I do Build not care. More jails. If 90% of Americans are scumbags, then you're going to have to lock up 90% of Americans. That's just whatever whatever number of criminals you have, that's how many you have to lock up. But I don't care what the number is. If you steal $900 worth of my stuff, or right. I steal $900 from you, it's essentially a traffic ticket. Turns out you get more of it. Well, I'll be damned. Well, I'll tell you, as we know around the Radio Ranch, free food at the office can be hard to resist. But now health experts are warning, man, those calories really add up fast. A new study from the Centers for Disease Control finds office food adds up to around 1,300 extra calories a week. Much of it from food high in salt, carbs, and sugar. Yeah, people rarely drop off or bring by, you know, lean turkey sandwiches with light mayo or something. And right? Donuts and cakes and stuff like that. And the researchers also going after the list of things that uh, you find in your office vending machines. You know, you take a look at what's available for the most part. Ours is like a Chevron station. Yep. They also are high in salt and sugar and fat. I, I, I look at the stuff that we've got and I wonder, they, they've got to have it there because somebody's buying it. Who's Who works here as a grown-up is buying bags of gummy worms? <laughs> who are you? You're underestimating the importance of expiration dates and things that have long shelf lives. Uh-huh. You used to do this yeah. for a living. Uh, with, with, with beverages, with beer uh-huh. specifically, yeah. yeah. And it is all expiration date based. So the things that you can leave on the shelf and not have to rotate and exchange out when they expire for a year. Like oh, gummy worms? Yes, please. Let me get an entire inventory of nothing but things I don't have to check on. Things like sandwiches and milks that you have right. to rotate, and if right. you get written up, if you get too many things that send back because you're you're giving too much product and it's not selling through or whatever, yeah, that's that's a headache and a hassle. Gotcha. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Jack, you are one of the great philosophers of office food. You don't often follow your own philosophies, but I've heard you state, you, you're my role model in this. You have said... I had no intention of eating this sort of thing. 
I have plenty of money to buy this sort of thing. Its mere presence here is not a good reason to eat it. No. If you say that out loud and point out the weakness of eating it, it's, uh, it makes it more difficult to take in. I mean, but, so you had no intention of eating cake. None. Or a donut. Zero. But there's one, so you eat it. I mean, by that logic, we'd all be, you know, stealing and fornicating. Oh, and- it, it, it means you've got the... Um, You've got the mental wherewithal of like an ant or a hungry dog. I'll tell you the other thing to do, and this is unkind. I Uh might make enemies saying this. Wow. Here we go. Look at the physique of the people around the table when the free food shows up. That that often changes my mind. I often look at the crowd eating there and I think, you know, there's a reason they look that way. Wow. And that helps. Same way, I've walked out of, uh, like, ice cream places before. Look around. I, I've done that, too. I've walked in, I've looked around, I've walked out. Yeah. It's a little like when I go to the Indian uh, casino. You know, the billboards all have beautiful young people smiling and laughing, and you go into the casino that I visit, and they're not young, and they're You're not at the Baskin-Robbins, everybody's fat. You go yeah. to the Jamba Juice, and everybody's thin yeah. and athleisure because they're coming back from a workout right. or whatever. Right. Mm, this all reminds me. i got to go, guys. I'll see you later. Oh, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. On the God. other hand, if somebody dropped by some Chick-fil-A sandwiches right now, I'd eat ten of them. Sure. Ever since we mentioned them on the show. Gimme. How about tofu? Ooh. So the Mooch and Stormy Daniels' lawyer are going to have a show together. That means something, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. I play the guitar, but it doesn't sound like that when I play. Ah, no, no. So what are you going to (laughs) do? Practice? You can practice the rest of your life. Yeah, I know. Make it your only goal. I know. Jimi Hendrix, an actual genius. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody's successful music star is a genius. Hardly any. No. But he was. Are you kidding? Um, So uh, Anthony Scaramucci and Michael Avenatti were on Stephen Colbert last night. Uh, You know the mooch from the Trump administration. You know Avenatti because he's Stormy Daniels' lawyer. Gentlemen, uh, welcome back to the show. Both of you, you've both been on here once before. Um, obviously, my first question is, what? What? <laughs> what is this? And my follow-up is, why is this? <laughs> why are the two of you going, why are the two of you a team now? Are we a team? I, I didn't know we were a team. I didn't know the word is, you guys were, were shopping a show where the two of you would debate issues of the day on television. So that's the deal. All right. So, well, it makes it makes pretty clear what Joe's been saying for a long time, and is just well, it's just the way it is. Uh, Avenatti is is about becoming famous, which he has done, and he's a publicist for himself and Stormy Daniels. He is a promoter of her showing her openings. 
That's what he does for a living. And the fact that CNN and MSNBC took him seriously as if they had Henry Kissinger on for weeks and weeks and weeks as some sort of important American truth teller is hilarious. Right. And so um, uh, that's one thing. And if they have a show, I'll bet it'll be pretty entertaining. That I will grant you. (laughs) And um, I was thinking about that because I finished watching the documentary Wiener last night on Hulu, which I highly recommend. If you like this show, you would have to like that movie. It won a prize at the Sundance Film Festival. It's well done, but it's because it's all the stuff that we talk about so much. It's campaigns and politicians and scandals and how to handle scandals and how the media handles scandals and just it's all that stuff. And it's so freaking good. And the fact that you got a glimpse inside it like that is unbelievable because who would do that? Who would allow the cameras to actually be behind the scenes of the campaign strategy of how to handle a scandal and then what's going in on in the in the particular lives you know of the husband and wife and right. all that stuff just laid there all the stuff that you speculate about right there it's incredibly ill advised that i mean the the project started i could understand it this is the big comeback but then when he was caught showing his wang again and they let the camera continue rolling that was just either stupidity or hubris on a grand scale. Well, I can understand Anthony Weiner deciding it because he was kind of in a what have I got to lose almost situation right, at that point. Right, right. Why his wife allowed it. Um, She's a political beast. No. She doesn't look like a political beast in this movie. No? She looks like a, a, a wounded wife and mom who's about to have a breakdown and just doesn't even know what's to go on. She comes out very well in this movie. Yeah, no well, doubt about it. Yeah, she shouldn't have gotten immunity in the Hillary email thing, I'll tell you she, that. She's very likable in this movie, and, and why she allowed it to continue, I think maybe you've been in this situation before where your your, your life gets so crazy or there's so much pressure from something, you just you kind of like you lose focus of what's going on. <laughs> I mean, wow. She probably looks back on it and thinks, why did I allow that? I mean, because their lives were falling apart. Their marriage was falling apart with a little kid. Yeah. And you get and you see some of the conversations where he's trying to get her to go out to the polls. You know, the old election day. Here he is casting his ballot. And she doesn't want to go. You're not going to go. I want people to see the family. I want the family to be together. I want us to be together. I'm not going, Anthony. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, and they're there in the kitchen having the, I mean, it's just. With a camera rolling. With a camera with their two-year-old in front of them. I mean, it's just the very get-down-to-the-nitty-gritty of a marriage coming apart. Wow. It is amazing, that stuff. Uh, It's it's something. But the part that stuck out to me and relates to the Scaramucci, Stormy Daniels lawyer part is you get a lot of Anthony Weiner riding in a limo. Says who? <laughs> How did we go this long without bringing that up? You get a lot of Anthony Weiner riding the limo after he after he goes. He he keeps trying to go to these um, rallies and talk about the issues. And yeah, so would I. <laughs> and at this point, nobody will let him. Well, he has a good point. Look, you care about these issues. I'm the best guy to implement them. Right. Let's focus on that, which he was 100 percent right about. Sure. And he was leading in the polls to be yeah. mayor of New York at the time that the scandal broke. Before he, he was, was a joke, he was an immensely capable lefty politician. He was going to be the mayor of New York City, even having had to resign from Congress for tweeting out pictures of a crank because he'd made the comeback. Mm. It's when the re-scandal broke that right. he had continued doing it after therapy, after doing the big New Yorker interview, after all that sort Wiener, of stuff. Wiener, the re-crankening. 
<laughs> but anyway, there's a lot of him in the limo, and because because he'll show up and he'll talk to some people. I want to talk about housing in this neighborhood. You're gonna you're a pervert, dude. You're a pervert. Okay, yeah, it takes one to know one, jackass. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's get that out in the open. My flaws are bared. Everybody knows my flaws at this point. I'm just saying, if you want better housing, I'm the guy who can do it. There's, you're a sick man, Anthony. I mean, just I mean, he just he can't. Wow, he can't get past that. No, he can't. <laughs> but anyway, hey man, he goes on. He's a Bill Maher kills him. Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC kills him. You get to see while the, well, he's there. Or yeah, on set, he's oh, doing an interview with with. Uh, with the Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC, and they have a cool camera shot of it's in the studio, so you're just hearing his his side of it and kind of in the background. But uh, <laughs> but but Lawrence O'Donnell's saying you're a sick man, Anthony. I mean, when are you going to realize you've got a problem? Well, we all have problems, Lawrence. Why do you need to be on TV every night? What 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 is wrong in your life that you need to be on television every night? Good try. But anyway, at some point, he says. You know, he said there's there's a disingenuous in disingenuousness. I'm not going to be able to finish this because I can't say the word. I got to fi- I got to finish it after the top of the hour because he okay. makes a very good point about these scandals. Oh, it's worth waiting for, everybody, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, man, it appears I we have to. Highly <laughs> recommend the movie. And then we're going to roll some of Brett Bear's interview with uh, Donald J. Trump, which is <clears throat> as long form interviews with him often are disarmingly normal. In a lot of cases. There are also some controversial moments, so we'll play them for you. Agree or disagree with what Trump said. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker, and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.